You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing the many oral health benefits from using a glass atom or sealant in your practice. Our guest is Dr. Jeanette McLean, a diplomat of the American Board of Pediatric Dentistry, fellow of the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry, private practice owner, an internationally recognized advocate and expert on silver diamine fluoride. She was featured in a recent New York Times article on SDF. Very happy to have you on the show, Dr. McLean. It's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Thanks, Phil. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we start with the questions, um, tell us a little bit about your background so we can get an idea of where you're coming from. Sure. Yeah. So I am a private practice pediatric dentist in Arizona, and I practice in a suburb of Phoenix, And I bought my practice or brought into the practice, I should say, in 2007, but the practice itself has actually been around for over 40 years. Um, And what's nice about our practice is the patients tend to come from the time they're toddlers until they're in college, (laughs) which is which offers an interesting perspective, you know, compared to when I was in residency and we treated mostly Medicaid patients, you know, in my practice now we are 20% Medicaid, but even with those patients, we see them typically every six months, we have really good retention and um, recall rates with our patient population. So we can actually see the results of what we're doing long term, which I think that really can impact and help help you grow as a provider to see what does and does not work. <laughs> oh, no, that's absolutely true. That is an excellent point. Um, so we're talking about glass atom sealants and the benefits. Yes. Before we get into too much detail, give us a, a background, a little bit about the difference between a glass atom sealant and a resin sealant. Well, first I want to mention, you know, I, I we had been placing resin sealants in my practice for, for decades. And as I mentioned, you know, we're seeing these kids in high school and in college, and what I had observed over the years is as our resin sealants either leaked or or chipped over time, there was either decalcification or frank cavitation underneath these resin-based sealants. And at some point, I essentially had an epiphany that, um, because I think I initially judged the success of a sealant based on retention of the material. And I, and I think a lot of dentists are still in, the, in that mindset. And then it, it occurred to me, really, the purpose of a sealant is to prevent caries, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, Absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of the parents, some of the parents who did not want sealants would share with me that their general dentist or, or whoever, and you're an endodontist, correct? Yes. So perhaps you can even speak to this, but they, they said, oh, well, they don't, they were more focused on the problems that sometimes a bad sealant, a resin sealant can create, specifically that, you know, in time resin, which really has no redeeming qualities other than you're essentially gluing plastic to a surface, right? You're putting this plastic barrier. That's all it accomplishes. But Mm -hmm. the problem, it starts to leak over time. You know, it is allowing acids and bacteria to to leak underneath that piece of plastic plastic and then you, you have the caries process going on underneath and sometimes underneath a, a sealant you can have a very deep carious lesion correct I mean I'm sure you've seen the results of this yes. <laughs> as an ended on us where there's decay all the way to the to well, the pulp, practically. Yeah, your point is well taken we actually in the office would would see cases where the a sealant was placed and visually mm-hmm. it didn't look that bad but when then you go down when you take the x-ray you go wow and then when you take yeah. the sealant out you can just 
you know, four or five millimeters of mush, and then yeah, it's like an atomic bomb underneath. <laughs> and that's a breeding, it's a breeding factory for bacteria right. and the acid release. So the process right. goes on. So what you're saying is is totally true. So the glass ionomer apparently is different than this resin sealant. In Correct. Fact, it's more than a barrier. So tell us about that. Correct. So glass ionomer is a bioactive material. So, you know, bioactive has kind of become this buzz term lately, but glass ionomer, which has been around for decades and decades, it's legitimately bioactive because it actually chemically bonds and interacts with the tooth surface, with the enamel, whereby it's releasing fluoride and ions, and there's this chemical interaction between the surface of the tooth and the sealant. It's, you're not just gluing something to a surface. So, so chemical bonds they don't leak at the margin, okay? And when it when the material releases fluoride, it's actually making the enamel surface more acid resistant, right? Because enamel with, with a higher concentration of fluoride in it is gonna be more acid resistant or more acid resistant. So I, I like to think of a glass atom or sealant almost like a medicine for the tooth um, because it's actually doing something to the tooth other than just providing a, a barrier to food packing into the fissures and grooves. Um, it's actually making that enamel stronger. Mm -hmm. So um, in your practice, you've switched from resin sealant. So based on these advantages, which seem pretty obvious, why would a doctor want to use a resin sealant versus a glass armor in the first place? Well, knowing what I know now, I, I, wish I had, I, I wish I knew about the benefits of glass ionomer sooner. It's just, unfortunately, my training, um, our only exposure to glass ionomer was as a liner or as a crown cement. So I didn't understand or ever get the chance to use it as a sealant or as a restorative material. Um, and hopefully that's going to evolve <laughs> and, and change over time. I mean, it has to, to improve in our curriculum. And, and fortunately now, for example, the ADA journal, JADA, um, is helping shed light on the benefits of glass ionomer. For example, there was a um, systematic review and meta-analysis that was published last summer on the differences between glass and resin. And, and I think if anyone is curious about that, I would direct them to reading that article because it explains the differences and, and the benefits. Um, and some of the benefits about glass ionomer, for, for example, it's Retention is not um, necessary for the caries prevention aspect. Really interesting, you know, whereas with, with resin, if, it, if that chips or is gone, it is related to. Right, right, because it has no other properties, no other beneficial properties. Correct, other right, than it's not doing anything else to the tooth, right. exactly. Um, just curious, though, the glass atomer doesn't have as much compressive strength as, as just the physical properties of the material. How does right. that affect the chewing if it's on the chewing surface which it is that most of the time we're putting the sealants obviously on the grooves right occlusal surface so what happens over time when someone's eating their normal diet does does it start to wear faster than a resin sealant it does and i think that's part of why people get hung up or confused by it because they don't understand that even though like i use a low viscosity glass onomer i use triage and it does wear over time, but what people don't realize, like if you take a tooth that's had glass atomer sealant and cut it in half and look at it in a cross section, there's still glass atomer down in the fissures of the tooth. Okay. It's, so even okay. though the bulk of it has worn in time, it's still down in the tooth. And again, it's creating a more acid resistant um, enamel surface. So, you know, when, when teeth first erupt, they have immature enamel. 
right? They haven't been in the mouth long enough to be exposed to the minerals in our saliva or fluoride in our toothpaste or in the varnish treatment or, um, you know, topically applied fluoride. So it's not as acid resistant as mature enamel and enamel that's been exposed to, to fluoride. Yeah, no, that makes total um, sense. Do you have a regimen of replacing the glass onomer sealants over time? Um, you mean like with wear and tear? Yeah. I mean, when you put well, on, you said you use Fuji Triage, um, and I correct. know that's a product that's very well uh, used and evaluated to be excellent, and that's by GC America, I believe. Um, correct. Right. So that product, it has all the advantages that we discussed, and I'd like to learn more about it. But because it doesn't have the wear resistance as a resin sealant, do you need to replace it or, or keep an eye on it? You know, I get I get I've been asked this question a lot. And I think the best way for me to explain it is this is have you observed teeth molars where their natural anatomy, the grooves are are smooth. It's as though they were formed with, you know, built in sealant. Do you know what I'm talking about? They don't have Mm -hmm. the crevices and the fissures. Right. Right. Um, So when you what I have observed from using the glass armor, when I apply that to teeth that do have the fissures in the craters that you can't physically get in and, and clean or that might catch your explorer. After they've had the glass ionomer sealant, even though the bulk of it in time starts to, to wear, remember how I said it's still down in the fissure? So what you tech, you end up feeling with your explorer is still a smooth surface, similar to the feel of a tooth that would their natural anatomy is that smooth groove versus the right. the fissure groove that is trapping things in those little um, tiny crevices. Right. No, that's a good um, that's a good uh, analogy. And w- the goal is to get everything smooth so that we don't have the retention right. of the plaque. Yeah. And the other thing too is it 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 wears smoothly and evenly when when resin tends to break. You know, because sometimes these kids are chewing ice or they bite on a sucker. It breaks in these chunks right and the, the, mm-hmm. it, there's these sharp angles and food gets trapped and again that if you look at the systematic review the, the the breakage and the leakage of the resin is associated with caries whereas with glass ionomer even though it wears that is not associated with with caries and that goes back to its physical or chemical properties of the fluoride release and the chemical bond um to the enamel. So you mentioned um, Fuji triage is something that you use in your office. If you would share with our listeners some of the features and benefits about this particular product. And I also, sure. if you can cover the whole fluoride rechargeable concept as well. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest benefit for me as a pediatric dentist is the simplicity of the application process for glass animer. Um, You know, if you have to place a resin sealant, you need a perfectly dry surface, right? And you have to use a traditional 37% phosphoric acid etch. Mm -hmm. So if you have a wiggly, spitty, gaggy kid, there are many times where we cannot place sealants, period, because they cannot tolerate what it takes to place a high quality resin sealant. Um, Whereas now that I'm using glass ionomer, the surface can actually be moist because the material is hydrophilic. So the the isolation is not as um, 
Critical. I don't know how you would word it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's important. You don't want it. Yeah. You don't want it in, in a in a pool of saliva, but right. it can actually be a moist surface. So you, if you have these phobic kids, gaggy kids, if you have um, special needs children, I mean, these are the kids that need the sealants the most. Right. Right. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, or. Yes. Another thing is, is like, for example, the partially erupted molars. You know, a lot of times the parents have no clue their kid is even getting permanent molars yet because they think, oh, well, nothing fell out back there. And they don't realize, for example, the six year molars are permanent. They don't understand that. And they're not cleaning back there. And food is starting to get trapped under that little operculum. And I will see children who already have occlusal caries before the tooth has fully erupted. You know, that that's a problem. But with with a glass ionomer, you can actually seal a partially erupted molar. You can't do that with resin. In fact, you should not do that with resin because it absolutely will leak. You're not going to be able to keep it dry. You're going to be putting plastic over a, a, essentially a moist surface on immature enamel that you, it's like you're giving the tooth a cavity, right, right. you know? So, so um, the glass ionomer aspect of Fuji triage that you use has that fluoride rechargeable component just built into the chemistry. Correct. Right. So when you initially place it, 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 it releases a burst of fluoride into the, the tooth. But what's what's interesting is over time, it continues to release fluoride at a, at a lower level. Um, but any time you brush, say, with a fluoride toothpaste, it actually recharges the ions um, within the sealant material. So when it comes to applying Fuji triage, could you um, talk about the application process and how sure. does it, how does this make it more convenient for you to do this with, as you yeah. mentioned, patients that are spitty, gaggy, and all the other stuff? Yeah. So you know, I already mentioned that the isolation is is simpler because the, the surface can be moist. Um, but another big component is we you're not you're no longer needing to use the 37% phosphoric acid etch. I've had incidences where my my assistants who are our veteran assistants, we have gals that have been with us 20, even 30 years, where they've accidentally gotten phosphoric acid etch on the child's lips and, and caused a chemical burn. Um, so you don't even need that etch for this, um, for glass ionomer. You use polyacrylic acid, which is a weaker acid, it's 20%, and you're not applying it in the syringe like you would deliver phosphoric acid etch in that syringe, which some kids see that and literally flip out because they think, you know, sure. oh, I'm getting a shot. Mm -hmm. So with the, the conditioner, the PAA, um, you're using a micro brush and it just looks like liquid. So we show them and we let them touch it and it's, it's non-threatening. Usually we'll give them a mirror and let them watch in the mirror if they're, if they're nervous and we show them cleaning their tooth. You know, we say, Ooh, look, it's like a blue shampoo. <laughs> um, so that, that's one of the big differences is the conditioner versus using t traditional etch for resin. Right. Um, and then you, you rinse it. And then again, you don't want to desiccate or dry it like you would need to for resin. Um, you, you rinse off the conditioner and remove excess moisture, but the surface can essentially look glistening, you know, with, with, with moisture. And then you activate and mix the capsule of the glass ionomer. And again, we make it fun, you know, because sometimes these kids are on edge and if they hear noises or, you know, we, we joke around that, oh, it's like our blender, you know, we're mixing it up. And then um, we place it in the little applicator gun and um, usually we'll directly apply it into the teeth. Um, and the way we describe it is like, oh, it's like we're frosting your tooth. You know, it's like your tooth is a cupcake and we're painting it on there. And they, they kind of giggle and think that that's fun. Now, if you have a really phobic kid, you can actually press 
the sealant into the tooth with your finger. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so that, that that's one way to do you it. Can't, yeah. You can't do that with with resin. So, so you use a triturator, right? Or what are they called? Wiggle yeah, balls? Yeah, a cap capsule mixer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the typical that's been around for a long time. So I'm wondering if a lot of offices even have those <clears throat> machines in their office these days. Isn't it? Is that well, something? unfortunately, some people have gotten rid of them because they've they've eliminated amalgam from their, right. their their practice. But I would, you know, you can get them on eBay. You can get them, for example, GC has a program like after you buy a certain number of boxes, they'll give you a, a capsule mixer. So that should not be a barrier to, to applying better materials for for the teeth. Um, I mean, or you could even use like, for example, now they have the um, Fuji Auto Mix LC that's in a direct delivery gun system where it's it's self mixing. You know, you could you could even go that route. That is a RMGI a resin modified glass onomer. Um, but you know, if you're in a scenario where where you don't have a capsule mixer, you can't have a capsule mixer. There are other ways to 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 deliver glass sealants. Is there any resource that you could recommend for our listeners to take a look at the technique visually? Yes, actually, I have a YouTube channel. It's Affiliated Children's Dental Specialists. And there's a technique video that shows step-by-step -step how to apply um, the Fuji triage. So you could, that would probably be the easiest way. Um, GC America has videos on their website, too. Um, or you could even link through our website, which is kidsteethandbraces.com, and that'll take you to technique videos. We're going to wrap up this podcast. It was very, very interesting to learn about. Actually, you have a lot of clinical tricks and psychological methods to get <laughs> the patient to relax, which I think was was very useful to our listeners, I hope, for especially hey, those hey. Tr treating young patients. Um, sure. And uh, what I'd like to do down the road, Dr. McLean, if you're up for it, is to do some uh, podcasts on silver diamine flora, because you do have sure. a, lot of, a lot of information on that. And uh, hats off to you for being included in a recent New York Times article on Silver Diamond Core. That's impressive. Um, mm -hmm. So we hope to have you on soon. And again, thank you for your insight and have a great weekend. Thank you so much.